Welcome to the Wits and Weights podcast, where we discuss getting strong and healthy with strength training and sustainable nutrition. I'm your host, Philip Pape, and in each episode, we examine strategies to help you achieve physical self-mastery through a healthy skepticism of the fitness industry and a commitment to consistent nutrition and training for sustainable results. Welcome to another episode of Wits and Weights. I had the pleasure of meeting Kevin McShann as a guest on his his powerful, prolific podcast, Let's Have This Conversation. And I'm fortunate he's joining me on the show to talk about how to thrive while living with a disability. Kevin McShann is a graduate of St. Clair College's Journalism, Print, and New Media program. He has an extensive history of promoting employment equality for individuals with disabilities, most recently as the job developer and enhanced employer support facilitator with the YMCA of Windsor, Essex County. Kevin also continues the effort of promoting inclusion for people with disabilities through his motivational speaking efforts. Through his experience in sports, journalism, podcasting, and advocating for those with disabilities, Kevin brings an exciting blend of education, experience, and entertainment to the motivational speaking industry. Kevin, thank you, man, so much for coming on the show. Phil, I'm delighted to be with you this afternoon, and I'm excited to engage in conversation, my friend. Always great to see you, and thank you for a few minutes. Absolutely. Likewise, man. I think this is going to be a fun time, and the, the listeners really going to learn a lot about a topic we haven't really dived into today, where we're going to blend uh, discussion of fitness with uh, living with a disability and, and a little of, of everything the conversation takes us to. So, you know, let's just start off with you've got this seemingly unlimited energy, <laughs> at least the way I see it. Uh, and you're bringing all this information and impact to the world. When we recorded your, the episode for your podcast <clears throat> at, on that day, you told me it was the fifth recording for the day. So immediately I was impressed by your hustle, your work ethic. And my question is, who is Kevin McShann and how do you do it? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, I'm severely, uh, overqualified to be on this podcast, but I, I thank you uh, uh, for the invitation today for uh, engaging in conversation. And, you know, for me, uh, Philip, just a little bit more about my background, buddy. I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy, uh, simply means that I, I don't have enough oxygen in my legs to walk normally. Uh, but, you know, Phil, I always say that I can either work for my circumstances or I can have my circumstances work for me. So I always try to make my circumstances work uh, uh, work for me. But uh, as you mentioned, I'm the host of the Let's Have This Conversation podcast. Uh, my bottom in life is inclusion, is the gateway to independence, and I believe that everyone uh, should have a platform to share their story and uh, espouse their views, uh, and, you know, my uh, wanting to have conversations is because I want people to be uh, interconnected in terms of building bridges of inclusion, acceptance, and diversity, so I'm all, all about bringing people together and having conversations that move the needle of progress forward. Awesome. I don't think anybody can really argue with that. And I really appreciate your podcast. Sometimes you put out a couple episodes in one day or more. Um, and it's amazing the diversity of guests and topics that you cover. Um, 
let's get in a little bit to the specific topic today, which is really about overcoming obstacles, which I think is something you've obviously done. Like you said, you take control of the situation rather than letting it control you. What's your advice when someone is faced with that kind of adversity in their life, whether whether it's a disability or really any obstacle? Well, I'll, I'll share uh, just a quick story, Phil. So I have an identical uh, twin brother. Keith and I were... We were both born with cerebral palsy. Uh, we were also born uh, three months premature, my friend. So I've always overcome obstacles in my life. And, you know, uh, people often tell me that I'm an inspiring person and I simply tell them that I live my life. But to answer your question more directly, I think overcoming adversity lies in the response to whatever the adversity is, we're all going to uh, experience this uh, challenge and uh, tribulations in life. Uh, and uh, no matter how big and small, it all depends on the quality of the response and the commitment to sort of reinvent yourself when obstacles happen. Because, you know, if life always happened in a straight and narrow line, mm -hmm. that would be very, very boring. So mm -hmm. my, my uh, uh, advice to people is use adversity as a chance to grow and uh, overcome their fears in life and also expand again that diversity of perspective. I, yeah, I love that reinventing yourself because, I mean, everybody is faced with obstacles of some kind or another. It's not, you know, obviously I, I can't uh, fully appreciate what you've had to go through, but I and others and everybody on the planet has had things that they've faced and it's their personal story and their personal struggle they've had to get over. So that idea of what do you do to mold yourself around the obstacle, because you can't change the situation around you, but you can change your situation is, is a really great message. Um, so one of your missions is to promote the inclusion that you were talking about for people with disabilities in the employment side. You know, I want to get into that a little bit before we then tie more into the fitness. Um, but how do business leaders, how do individuals foster that culture of inclusion and diversity to achieve that mission? Yeah, you know, Phil, I, all, I always say it starts with engaged, engaging in the process of fostering the commitment. What I mean by that is you have to create the conditions in order for something to happen in life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to put at the end of a job description, uh, we're committed to being an equal opportunity and employer or that we uh, commit to diversity if you don't actually do it. So it, hmm. it starts with a commitment to the process of engagement in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I also think it's a commitment to uh, the re realization of uh, sort of uh, embracing the process of education. You know, employers don't know what they don't know, right? So in order to embrace a new culture, you have to come with an open mind to learning, growing, and uh, experiencing uh, new things. You know, here in Canada, Phil, uh, our federal government tells us that 59% uh, of folks with disabilities are employed compared to 80% of their uh, non-disabled counterparts. So it, it starts with a commitment to the process of inclusion and all, all, always being open to the prospect of Ed education, knowledge, 
and awareness because, you know, I always say that life is a constant uh, game of learning and it never ends. But, uh, you know, one, sure. of the mo- one of the mottos that I live my life by is the day uh, that you stop learning is the day that you die. No matter how much mm. money you make or how much experience you have, you can always learn something new from somebody else, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So it's almost like you embrace the fact that there's this, this ignorance that we all have and it's okay. And we need to learn and be aware and seek out that knowledge. I think, um, you know, av- uh, uh, avenues like your podcast and others are, are one way to do it. But of course, going out and reaching these, these companies and businesses like you do is even a more active, proactive way to do that. Now, in- inclusion is one thing, but I, I think equality is another. Maybe there's a nuanced difference between the two when we talk about equality. So how do we achieve equity and equality for individuals with disabilities in the workplace? You know, Phil, I always say that uh, talent is an equally uh, distributable commodity, but sometimes opportunity mm-hmm. isn't. So it, it starts again with a commitment to the opportunity of advancement. If you commit to fostering the opportunities, and then you'll increase the equity. So it starts with a commitment to the opportunity and embracing the concept of advancement. Okay, yeah, equal opportunity, which then leads to equality. Very cool. So Kevin, I, I do want to talk about fitness. That's what this podcast is primarily about. And I know it's important to you, just as it is to me and the viewers and listeners of the show. So how do you thrive while living with a disability? You know, Phil, uh, just before I jumped on this podcast, buddy, uh, I went through physiotherapy this morning. So uh, uh, just a little bit about the inner workings of my disability. You know, uh, one of the the, uh, side effects of my disability, Phil, is that my uh, muscles contract faster than most people. So if I don't exercise and if I don't use them, I I lose them faster, right, because of the Mm. disability and getting older. So walking, swimming, uh, stretching, doing hamstring stretches is big for me. I'm big into Mm. lifting weights. Uh, I love to swim, as I said. And, uh, you know, one of the the tenets of my life is always active, Phil, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I found out at um, nine years old from the doctor that did my um, uh, did my last surgery and all of the surgeries for my disability that I wouldn't be able to walk uh, without the uh, the assistance of a walker and I wouldn't be able to get around uh, without a wheelchair. Uh, but uh, being physically active, being physically active is vitally important to me because it's a chance for me to uh, contr- uh, continue continue uh, towards the commitment and, and conversation of progress. So one of the uh, tenets that I live my life by is always active. I challenge myself to be at least uh, 10 minutes active uh, each day, whether that's lifting weights, whether it's walking, whether it's swimming. Mm-hmm. So one of the tenets that I live my life by, again, is always active. Uh, and I challenge myself to get at least 10 minutes a day of exercise. Love that. I wish everybody did that, no matter who they are. Getting whatever amount of activity every day, like you said, uh, is so important. So I want to dig in a little more. Tell us about what kind of movements you incorporate. I mean, is there kind of a, a, a program you follow for, let's say, the lifting weights in terms of maintaining strength, for example? 
Yeah, so I lift uh, between uh, weights between 10 and 25 pounds on a regular basis just uh, so that uh, I have some level of uh, consistency. Um, I also am a big walker because mm. movement uh, for me is important. Moving my hamstrings is important. I love to swim too because, you know, when you swim, the, the gravity is less and part of uh, so part of my disability, I have a lot of lactic acid in my hamstrings, and that's yeah. just because of the tightness of the hamstring. So when you go swimming, right, so the, the gravity of, of sort of uh, the ground is lifted and my muscles are, are freer, if that makes yeah. sense. So I'm sure does. a big swimmer, like lifting weights, as I said, and walking is a regular part of my fitness regimen. Now, this is an interesting question came to mind for me because you you have a you have a situation the situation you exist in because of your condition uh, makes it that much more critical and important that you do these things. But are there other drivers you have, right? Because not everybody is can be driven necessarily by the same purpose their entire life. And I'm just curious, you know, is fitness important to you for any other reasons? Oh well, fitness is important to me, Phil, because I want to live. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, fitness is important to me because, uh, you know, it's a, another way to uh, lead by the example of your actions. And, you know, yeah. you know, I always tell people I don't uh, do things that, that uh, I, w- I wouldn't ask others to do things that I'm uh, not willing to do. So fitness is important to me, not only uh, to lead by example, but also to live a higher quality of life because, you know, uh, you only have uh, one chance to do this uh, grand experiment called life, and I want to maximize the moment. You know, when I talk to businesses or people as a motivational speaker, Phil, I always tell them to maximize their own height of potential, and whatever that means for that person is what that means for that person. And the second thing I always say, Phil, is that the only only level of expectations that you uh, have to meet on your own, because if you don't have a personal level of expectations, it's hard to measure up or be inspired to reach a second milestone that somebody else sets for you. So it's always important to set your own level of expectations, isn't it? Absolutely. I love everything you're saying. It's just great. I can see why you're a motivational speaker, my man. <laughs> because Kevin, I mean, talking about having personal standards and um, living up to those and the high quality of life. I mean, these are these are great messages for people out there. Because um, there's plenty of people who just aren't active and they have the potential there, whether it's um, whether it's strength, whether it's movement, and it's a it's a relative change to what they're doing today, right? I mean, if you if you currently don't walk, well, maybe walk for five minutes. If you currently walk for twenty minutes a day, maybe you could do thirty. So um, that's a great message. Hey, this is Philip Pape, and if you feel like you've put in effort to improve your health and fitness but aren't getting results, I invite you to apply for one-on-one coaching to make real progress and get the body you desire. We'll work together to figure out what's missing so you can look better, perform better, and feel better. Just go to witsandweights.com slash coaching to learn about my program and apply today. Now back to the episode. The aligned with the nutrition or the fitness side is the nutrition side. Are there unique nutritional considerations you have to complement your fitness lifestyle? 
Well, first and foremost, Phil, I, I, I always say when people ask me about nutrition, everything in moderation, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, one of the one of the things that I have to learn is uh, just because the apple pie is in the fridge doesn't always mean I have to eat it, right? No. <laughs> um, but uh, to answer your question, in terms of fitness, uh, I try to eat a lot of protein uh, and drink a lot of milk. Milk is uh, something that's important to me because it helps to strengthen the, my bone density. Mm. So I, I drink a lot of milk, uh, uh, you know, apples and grapes. And, and uh, um, I'm a big uh, fruit guy in, in terms of that. Uh, as I said, I eat a lot of protein. I had uh, uh, chicken pasta for lunch today. So I do a lot of chicken and rice and, and all of that stuff. So I always tell myself if, if you know, if, I want to live an extra five minutes. It's important to always know what I'm putting in my body and the uh, results that come f- from putting it in- into the system, right? Because once it goes in, it's hard to get it out. So it's always important uh, to know what you're putting in. And, you know, uh, salary and carrots are something that I enjoy eating as well, for sure. I can't disagree with anything there, man. You've got all all the delicious ingredients that uh, we talk about, the protein, fruits, vegetables, fiber. Milk is great. Uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Um, so if, if somebody is listening right now and they're and specifically they're in a situation where they have a disability and they don't know how to get started in improving their physical health, what, what would be your advice for them? Well, first I would say uh, make sure that you're committed to the commitment. Uh, um, you know, every disability is different. You know, I was fortunate enough that the level of uh, d- disability that I have uh, uh, still allows me to uh, talk, walk, and and move around. So, um, first of all, be committed to the commitment that you're going to make to your health, because if you are not committed, uh, it's hard to to have a sustainable future in your health journey. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is go at your own pace because each uh, uh, disability is different uh, and everybody's level of success is is different. You know, I always say painting a portrait of success is different for from all of us. And as I said uh, uh, previously, set your, your own level of expectations because uh, that'll keep you accountable and uh, keep you motivated and invested in your own process. Mm. So set your set your expectations, remain committed, and go at your own pace. I think that last one, or the, the one about going at your own pace is a really important message because um, people try to take on too much at once, I think, or, you know, they, they, they want that instant gratification of getting the result and they say, okay, well, I have to go from, you know, I get 2,000 steps a day, so I'm going to go to 12, right? Or I get five hours of sleep and I'm going to go to eight. So is there, um, if we dig into that just one more level, <clears throat> how does somebody do that? In terms of you know going at their own sp- pace, are there specific uh, actions you recommend or an approach? So the first thing I would say is uh, uh, hold yourself accountable to a schedule. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. 
uh, before. Uh, I, I challenge myself to uh, be at least 10 minutes active each day. Obviously, um, I can go longer if I, I'm walking, for example. Or for example, when I go swimming, I try to go for between 45 minutes to an hour. And, uh, you know, one, one thing that people don't know, Phil, is or may not know, is if you exercise more uh, regularly, it helps with, at least for me, it helps with sleep, overall mm. quality of life. So uh, if you want pieces of advice, know that exercise helps you to elevate the quality of every aspect of your life. I, I, I would say that would be my overall arching uh, message is uh, uh, depending on the quality of life that you want to live will determine uh, the amount of or the level of commitment that you're willing to uh, put into something. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. So if you want a high quality life and you're listening, um, as much as you can invest in yourself when it comes to movement, exercise, nutrition, you're going to get out of it. Uh, and it's much bigger than the short-term goal, right? It's much bigger than um, the day-to-day. It's, it's, it's committing to it and scheduling it in, like Kevin mentioned, and uh, focusing on what it can do for you overall. So I love that. Even getting more sleep because you exercise it. Everything's interrelated. Um, that's great. So your, your podcast, um, let's have this conversation. I think it's around 600 episodes now and the topics it is, right? It's just, I don't know how many you put out a year, but it's a lot. Um, the topics are very wide ranging and the mission is to provide a thought provoking experience, uh, which I think you succeed at regularly. So my question is, what have you learned from the experience of producing so many episodes with so many people? Uh, it's either a labor of love or insanity. No, I'm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, thank you for the question. So the uh, podcast is uh, two episodes shy of uh, six hundred episodes, and um, you know, I started the podcast because I wanted to have a vehicle or a platform that. Uh, Built bridges of inclusion. You know, Phil, when I started the, the podcast, I looked at society and I said, there are far too many sort of um, uh, vehicles that aim to pull us apart. So I wanted to start the, con- uh, start the uh, conversation or start the podcast because I wanted to have a platform to move the needle of progress forward. And to answer your question more specifically, the number one uh, um, lesson that I've learned hosting the podcast now for almost uh, two and a half years, I started the venture in uh, May of 2020, is uh, uh, to really value the diversity of perspective because even uh, the viewpoints that I may disagree with um, uh, uh, that, that I allow the space uh, to be uh, broadcast on my podcast. It's important to um, have people that you agree with and have people that you disagree with because it broadens your diversity of perspective. So the answer to the question is the number one lesson that I've learned is to embrace the quality of diversity of perspective. Yeah. And I think that's something a lot of us have to work on, myself included, when I just reflect on what you just said and bring guests onto my show. 
you know, am I am I just looking for people who agree with what I say, or am I really trying to bring on those perspectives so that we can have that deeper dialogue and allow people to draw their own conclusions from that? So, you know, giving me something to think about as well. Um, I do like to ask this question of all guests, and that is one question. What one question did you wish I had asked, and what is your answer? That's a fabulous question. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, Phil, I'm all, all always about challenging myself to be 1% better than I was the day before. Yeah. And, and, you know, life to me is a fragile gift. You know, we're, we're all here for a very short amount of time, and no matter how long we live, and for me, life is about making a, a, the most impact for the most people that I can. Um, because life is all about impact. If you're not working towards uh, increasing the amount of personal and professional impact on others, uh, then you'll live a very selfish and non-fulfilling life. So it's important to me to... Uh, continue the conversation of progress and then challenge myself to be 1% better than I was the day before. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the questions that I always ask my podcasting guests, and I think I asked uh, you this question when you were on my show is how do you celebrate, uh, celebrate the wins in life? Because, you know, celebrating the wins in life is important uh, because, you know, we're also on to the next thing in this instant gratification society. But it's important to celebrate wins in life. And I, I try to, to, to do that uh, some days better than others. But, you know, celebrating wins in life is important. And also celebrating uh, the progress towards prosperity that we've all made is also important, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, be right because we can get cynical and, and negative, and we we don't often reflect on the the great things that not only are we achieving, but the impact we're making on people. This reminds me of another guest who came on and talked about gratitude, and he was saying that you know we often express gratitude for for other things when we do that, but don't often express gratitude for ourselves. Um, and I think I can tie that to the to what you were just saying. How does somebody get up in the morning who's had but for lack of a better word, they just had a rough week. Um, how do they ask the question of themselves that triggers the thought of that those wins? Like, how do you ask yourself, did I have a win? You know, I'm reminded uh, of a guest that I uh, interviewed. His name is uh, Travis Shelton. And Travis is a, a financial coach. And he said, reading, his, reading my personal story and watching videos on me, uh, you know, said there was one overriding theme uh, that he uh, admired about me. And and he said it was the fact that I keep moving forward, Um, you know, uh, and and one of the uh, uh, mottos of my life is, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of excuses because I, I, I think excuses our deterrence to progress and their artificial reasons not to uh, progress in life. So I, I think if you're having a bad day or, or having uh, a bad week, it's all about uh, keep moving forward uh, and 
keep uh, keep trying to uh, tr uh, strive for whatever the definition of prosper prosperity is that you have for your life. So keep moving forward. Always look for ways to maximize the moment of potential and mm. uh, and impact for sure. Keep moving forward. Each day is a new day. Whatever happened in the past is is almost irrelevant to today, right? Uh, I think another guest that I interviewed also used the phrase, the future is a string of todays, right? Um, so I, I think that really resonates with me, Kevin. I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and give you the opportunity to let listeners know where they can learn more about you and your work. Well, Bill, uh, I think I said at the beginning of this uh, podcast that I was overqualified. I meant to say that I'm under I knew what you meant. I knew uh, what you meant. No worries. <laughs> I'm underqualified to be on the show, but I want to thank you for uh, giving me the space to engage in conversation today. It's most appreciated. Great to see you. And for anyone that wants to uh, learn more about me, they can find all of the information about my life and my journey at kevinmcshan.com. They can also uh, find the podcast wherever you uh, get your podcast. It's called Let's Have This Conversation. Um, the uh, show's YouTube channel is just Let, Let's Have This Conversation. If you type that in in my, my name afterwards, all my stuff comes up. So it was a, a delight to be with you. I want to remind your audience to always maximize the moment because Phil, you never know who's watching, right? You never know. Maximize the moment, no excuses. And, and each day is a new, new day to maximize your potential. So, uh, Kevin, I'm, you know, I'll definitely add the links to your, your website, kevinmcshan.com. And I want everybody here to subscribe to the let's have a conversation podcast. It was really a joy talking to you again, um, hearing this unique inspirational, motivational perspective and kind of opening my eyes to your experience of living with a disability because I really didn't know much about that and from the fitness and nutrition side. Um, thanks again, man, for taking the time to come on the show. I wish you the best with, with everything. Well, uh, Phil, it was always an honor to be with you this afternoon and I appreciate the platform and the uh, space to share a little bit about my personal journey. So it was great to see you, and I hope I added a value to your audience. I want to wish you the best of luck uh, with the show. I think you're doing amazing work, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we had a chance to be in each other's networks, and I look forward to our continued friendship, my friend. Best of luck with the podcast and all of your other future endeavors. And again, th uh, thanks for having me. It's most appreciated. Likewise, Kevin. Very much a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. Before you go, I have a quick favor to ask. If you enjoy the podcast, let me know by leaving a five-star review in Apple Podcasts and telling others about the show. Thanks again for joining me, Philip Pape, in this episode of Wits and Weights. I'll see you next time and stay strong. Hey, before you go, I want to let you know about a free resource I have. They are free guides on everything from fat loss to eating out to building muscle to managing hunger to figuring out the best macros for you and more being added all the time. 
You want to get the most out of these podcasts and your time to look and feel your best. And these free guides will give you a quick and easy way to know what to do. If you want to get your hands on these completely free guides, you can head over to witsandweights.com slash free. That's witsandweights.com slash free to get your free guides and level up your results today.